There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim, how are you doing today? Doing good, sir. Doing good. Happy to be here. Uh, is Zion Bank the next one to go out? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm about to talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott, so I'm going to have to ask him if Zion Bank. Jim, we'll be back with you here in just a little yep. bit. We're going to talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott real quick. And, yep, that's it. The banking crisis, it continues right now. And we're waiting for the FOMC Chairman Powell to come out and make some decisions in 0.25 percentage points or 0.5 percentage points. That is the question. Dr. Kirk Elliott, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Well, but the economy doesn't seem to be doing too well. Well, certainly not. Um, I mean, you've got banks failing. I just heard you and, and Jim talking about Zion's bank. Um, Boy, I mean, they failed both of the government stress tests, Zions did, right? So their, their Tier 1 common capital ratio fell short of a minimum mandated by the March stress test in the Dodd-Frank Act. And so, anyways, they're, they're really, what do they do? You know, so, like, when you look at Silicon Valley Bank, they were the, the tech lender of choice, right? So Zions Bank is pretty much a small business lender with real estate collateral. Um, boy. Small businesses and real estate, not a good combination right now. So I really wouldn't be surprised if they're the next big-ish bank to fail. But then who, who's going to buy them out, right? So so when we, we had this one that just went under, you know, First Republic, it's like, okay, this is a big bank to fail. Second largest bank failure in U.S. history, 14th largest bank in America, and it got gobbled up by Chase. So now Jamie Dimon's all over the news with CEO Chase and talking about it, right? So the stuff that he said, though, Josh, is kind of creepy. Um, hey. I'm not, not going to lie. And it's just creepy, right? So what did he say? He said Chase is, is doing the business of God's work in, in bailing out these banks. I'm like, okay, God complex. What do you mean God's work in bailing out these banks, right? So... Because they just took on a bunch of debt. If I were J.P. Morgan Chase shareholder, I'd be ticked that they just bought on all this toxic debt from First Republic, right? But, but then he goes on to say, and he's tipping his hat as to what's coming, because he says, well, we're, we're nearing the end of these bank failures. It's like, mm, how does he know, right? It's like, how would you know that we're nearing the end of bank failures? What's coming so there's going to be no more bank failures is, is the question that I'm trying to think of why he would say such a thing. But then he says, you know, I'm, we're, we're in favor of community banks, and we really like community banks. But yet, in the same sentence, he said, but, you know, having a lot of small banks is not good for America. Having a few very large ones is. So what is he saying? He's saying there's consolidation happening, and this is a good thing. So big banks are buying up medium banks. Medium banks are buying up small banks. It's all consolidation. But you look at other areas of life, the consolidation that's happening, right? It's happening with the BRICS nations. 
all these nations kind of giving up their sovereignty, in essence, for a regionally traded currency for the BRICS nations, giving up their kind of identity, so to speak, to be part of the BRICS consortium of, of countries. It's, it's not just near, near Asia. It's, it's Brazil, it's Russia, mm-hmm. India, China. It's now possibly Mexico. It's, it's a lot of the countries in Eastern Europe, Central Asia. I mean, there's over 20 to 30 countries now petitioning for BRICS nations. So there's consolidation with countries almost, not just with banks. And so therefore there's a consolidation of political power happening. And if, if you look at what's happening even with Fox News, okay, so, so they get rid of Tucker Carlson, right? And it's like, okay, Fox is stupid because that's like one of the only good shows that they had on the network was, was Tucker Carlson, but they, but they dumped him because he didn't like the narrative. I don't know what was said. I don't know why he got the boot. But they got rid of one of their um, populist voices. Mm-hmm. And so there's now consolidation in, with the thought police, right? There's been, now there's consolidation in media. And you've got to tell the line. You've got, to, you've got to say only what we want you to say. Which I don't even know why they call the news news anymore. They should just call it, you know, the, the evening opinion hour or whatever you want to call it because it's no longer news. If people get the boot for saying what they want to say and just talking about things. So, so there's consolidation across the board, Josh, which just shows us this globalist agenda, this juggernaut that's coming down the street is, is actually changing society that we live in. The, the banking crisis, the consolidation of banks that we're seeing is just a piece of it. It's a piece of the consolidation in, in the political world. It's just a, another piece in, in the consolidation of, of our thought and the news and in media. And it's, and it's kind of a, a scary trend that we're seeing, consolidation of everything. It's like, what, they just want everybody that's a robot that, that does exactly what they say and thinks exactly what they say that you should think about. And, and, and the banks are all going to go into one global bank, in, in my opinion, right? You've got the FedNow app. You know that's that's coming out with our Fed. You've got the BRICS that they want their central bank, 110 central banks around the world going into centralized central bank digital currency. But now there's like like Lord of the Rings, right? There's one ring to to rule them all, right? And this is the World Bank came out with their Unicoin, not a unicorn, but Unicoin, <laughs> um, which is their version of central bank digital currency. And that's that's not a country. That's a big regional entity, right? It's a global entity, and I think it's going to start filtering things into that. You know, so now we truly do have a global central bank digital currency that's, that's establishing itself right underneath our nose. Yeah, we, we have the infrastructure being built, and, and this is something that you and I talked about and predicted a while back, is that what we would see is something similar to happen in 1929 to where the larger banks loan the money out to the smaller banks. They call in the loans. They take back the collateral of the real property, and this produces a massive transference of wealth, and then those smaller banks get annihilated and consumed by the larger banks, where we see a concentralization of the banking power in the United States of America. And this is what's happening right now is they're centralizing the banking power to eventually nationalize it. And the reason they're doing this is because of the implementation of CBDCs in the FedNow system. That in order to get more people compliant onto that system, you have to centralize the the banking choices out there. So you have to get everybody into these large banks, which 
then it's just going to be opt-in and there's nothing else you have to do. Once these banks are integrated into that system, you have no other choice to bank with them. Then they'll nationalize it. The FedNow system is going to pull all of your records for the last seven years. This is what 87,000 IRS agents are for. We're, we're looking at an economic takeover of the United States of America right now within the next six months. And people in Washington, D.C. are silent about this. I mean, they're, they're, they're totally silent. It's, is it because they don't understand or is it because they're complicit? I would say they understand exactly what's going on. Now, they might not understand the total implications of it because they're, they're just not, not smart enough. I mean, they're, they're in the government. They think, oh, the government can rule and, and do things okay and regulate. And, you know, this is what we're for as politicians. But, but no, they're, they're actually giving away, selling away people's freedom is, is what they're doing. And that's not, you know, our, our politicians are there to preserve and protect our freedom, not give it away. But their silence is giving away our freedoms. And that's that's disgusting to me. Well, it it is. And and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And what we are looking at right now is just a tip of the iceberg that is going to be happening within the economic markets. We have the banking industry collapsing, typically the the smaller of the larger banks. These are being consumed by the bigger ones. We know that there's been well over a trillion dollars removed from these banks over the last year and a half, moved to alternative investments that are giving better rates of return, whether it's bonds or CDs or, um, I mean, Apple just had a trillion, trillion dollars, trillion, not a trillion, it was a billion dollars. Apple just had a billion dollars come in last quarter in uh, new deposits for their high yield savings accounts, just four days. And the reason is, is because people are losing faith within the banking system, the traditional banking system. They're not giving the rates of return on savings. They're uh, they're not putting the money out there and in, investing in the people that are putting the deposits into them. And then they're going they're going belly up, and they're also just giving into the larger banking systems that are at work that are trying to centralize the power. So I can understand why yeah. people are doing this. Yeah, I mean, I understand that too. And you know, you've got. So I don't know if Zions is the next one to fall. It might be, but you're seeing, you know, just even today as we do the show, PacWest and Western Alliance shares are just tanking, right? I mean, we're we're talking about a banking system where they're where they're stocked are under so much pressure, they're just absolutely tanking. And I don't know how much more that the economy can sustain. I don't know how many more big bank failures that that the people can finally say, look, uh, enough is enough. And it strikes massive amounts of fear, and they start liquidating all their assets from the stock market, which is probably the next domino to fall. That's it. We'll be right back with more Dr. Kirk Elliott right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, 
higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And so, Kirk, we have the FOMC meeting today. This is where all the uh, the robber barons, <laughs> they, they meet up and uh, discuss what they're going to crash and kill next within the economic system and how bad the damage is going to be. Did, did you see that Jerome Powell um, was invited to a Zoom call with a fake President Zelensky? And this was a group of Russian pranksters who got Jerome Powell on there. And he admitted that the for the, the next three quarters, there's going to be rate increases of approximately 0.25 to 0.5 basis point or percentage increases. Did you see this? I didn't see that. I heard about it. It's like, oh, my word. So so here's he's saying what what will probably happen, right? Because I've been telling everybody, as you have, they're not going to stop raising rates because they have to kill inflation. Even even former Fed President Fisher from the Dallas Fed said they better not actually stop short on this one, right? Because they need to let the, the cycle finish itself out. Because if they stop raising rates too soon, the inflationary pressures are just going to continue to go up and up and up and up and up and up. And, and along with these kind of moderate rates, well, they can't stop. They can't stop raising rates right now. They have to keep raising them, which is what Powell actually said was going to happen. But if you watch the financial news, if you're watching CNBC or Bloomberg or anything like that, they're saying, okay, they're probably going to raise rates a quarter of a point today, and then they're going to pause for a while, get the economy some time to just rest. It's like, what? What does that even mean? Right? Because it, what they have to do is, is kill the beast they created. And, and the only way they can do that, well, I shouldn't say the only way they can do that, the way that they can do it without trying to actually just kill the economy overnight is keep raising rates. <clears throat> the other way that they can do it is stop stimulus money, just stop printing money. You know, go cold turkey on the printing of money. 
and and then that will kill inflation. Well, they're not going to do that either, Josh. So so they they truly have this pickle. But I think Jerome Powell is right. He when and when he says we're going to keep raising rates for the next few few quarters. I mean, they're they're going to keep doing that. They're just going to keep going and going and going until inflation persists or stops. But you know what? Inflation's not going to stop because with their other hand, they're printing money, right? That's the root cause of inflation is when you have excess money chasing too few goods. That's inflation. That's what we've got. So they're, they're fighting a battle that they're actually perpetuating, and it's not going to end anytime soon. It's just going to actually go down in flames. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I think what they're trying to do right now with by curving inflation is sustain the manipulation of the system that they've done so well for so long. And this is just to get an integration of the new mm-hmm. digital currency foundation in place. Because what their plan would be is to set up these small little pieces of the CBDC framework in the meantime, while the economy is going up and down, ebbing and flowing between good and bad, and inflation continues to rise and the price of goods and services continues to rise, and then eventually they allow it to all collapse when they have the solution all ready to just plug in play. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you, you nailed it. Sadly, you're not you're not the Fed chair. <laughs> because you, I mean, there, some of this stuff is just truly common sense, but they they want. Here's what I think, Josh. They they want to break the system so they can usher in their new system. And and what people need to realize is the same people that are bringing in central bank digital currency are the same people that are in charge now. They're not losing anything. All they're gaining is power and control over people's lives and what we can buy and sell because they're in charge of the new system too. But the new system being digital means there's no more private transactions like you have with paper. I mean, this is where the world's headed. And, and what, what, what's even more concerning to me is, is uh, an interview that I saw with Michelle Bachman, former congresswoman from Minnesota. Um, she, she gave an interview three or four days ago about the World Health Organization and a meeting that, that is happening in the end of May, which she basically, and she's not a sensationalist, I know her. Um, she's very down-to-earth, just logic-driven. And, you know, she said this, this meeting that's coming up the end of the May could, could be the end of our sovereignty as a nation. Because what Biden is doing is, is going to give up our sovereignty to the president of the World Health Organization to determine... You know, along with 192 other countries, that makes him the most powerful person in the world, the head of the World Health Organization, because they're, they will cut you off from traveling if you're a health risk, if your health passport doesn't match up with things. Um, they can cut you off from even opening a bank account if you are determined to be a health risk. It's like, in what world does some president of a health organization have the most power on the planet ability to cut people off from buying or selling. See, Trump saw this during COVID. This is why he got us out of the World Health Organization. And now Biden put us back in, but but he's taking it one step further, actually jumping in with both feet, diving into the deep end of the pool, going to the bottom, and that is willingness to give up our, our national sovereignty to an international health organization 
that would determine what all Americans can do. I mean, this is insanity. So you're, you're now seeing this, not, not oddly, but obviously, in coordination with central bank digital currencies that are coming, where they're already going to know everything about you because it's tied to your digital social profile, your social credit score, and everything else. It's like, man, this is coming down the road so fast. It's almost like people don't have time to jump off the tracks, right? But, but you and I have been talking about this for, for quite some time, and I hate it that we're right. I hate it that we're right, Josh, on some of these things, but we've been sounding the warning bells for a long time. We just need people to wake up. We need people to call their congressmen, congresswomen, and say, don't, don't accept this, this admission into the World Health Organization. It's going to be bad for America, bad for our freedom, bad for our privacy, bad for our way of life, bad for everything. And the banking crisis is just going right along with it. Uh, and I agree with you, Kirk, on that, because the World Health Organization treaty, which they went back and changed it to called an agreement instead of a treaty, the reason they did that is because of the United States Constitution. <laughs> Article 2 of the United States Constitution doesn't allow Joe Biden to enter into a treaty without approval through Congress first, so they changed it to agreement. Um, unfortunately for Joe Biden and his illegitimate regime, is the states have the rights to basically deny that authority by the WHO. I believe uh, DeSantis in Florida has already took initiative on this, which is good, but you're absolutely right that this basically gives our medical sovereignty over to the WHO, who just recently um, performed, uh, actually put out a new initiative called Preparedness and Resilience for Emerging Threats, which is um, a, a methodology for basically combating what they call infodemic. Infodemics are disinformation, misinformation, and propaganda spread through social media and between peer-to-peers. And they track you through social media, through the internet, through metadata. They track you through your phones. And then they're going to target you. And they're going to utilize things like the Restrict Act that is trying to be passed through the Senate to come and target you and, and come after you legally. So th- this is the, the greater foundation of Agenda 2030, of the New World Order being developed, of the, uh, a new financial system that is not capitalistic, but in a sense totalitarian. So the question, Kirk, is what can people do to secure their wealth, their finances, and build wealth for the future? Boy, well, you have to do something that, that makes you a non-digital slave in their digital world, right? And that would be tangible assets like silver, like gold, which is why they're soaring, because people are starting to see this. They're starting to wake up to the fact that having a private asset that you can take delivery of that means that you're not some kind of a digital slave in a digital world is is really the best thing. So not only is it is it key to me in, in maintaining your financial freedom, it's just an absolutely great investment. I mean, shockingly good. As silver's up over 20% in the last few weeks, it's up over 40% in the last six months. I mean, it's doing really, really well because you've got supply chain disruptions, low inventory, high demand, um, COMEX depositories running out. I mean, those are the technicals and the fundamental issues facing it. But you also add to that the freedom that people are going to be looking for, not wanting to be part of a digital world where they can cut you off from buying or selling. It's actually perfect in that scenario as well. So I would say, and simple answer to that question, allocate it into as much silver, physical silver that you can take delivery of 
as possible. And in an IRA, when you can't take delivery of it, so be it. Store it, right? But just get physical silver. Fantastic. I mean, and, and I just, you know, I've been telling everybody, get out there and get as much silver and gold into your portfolio as you possibly can. If you want to own it, own it, order it, get it into your vault, get it into your safe, or get it into your IRA. It's, it's really easy to do. All you have to do is give Dr. Kirk's team a call, 720-605-3900. They will help you, take care of you, and guide you through the whole process. And if you have those old 401ks that are non-managed, there might be options for you guys out there. If you have a current 401k, I would just recommend giving his team a call because they can help you and give you the great advice that you might need that can help preserve your wealth in this upcoming economic transition and collapse that we're seeing happening here. Uh, Kirk, much appreciated. Thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. We'll talk to you here next time. Take care. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show with Jim Price and myself right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Back to Jim Price. Jim Price. Back. So, Jim. Yes. This segment is going to be focused on uh, the potentials of Focus. World War III that are breaking out Focus. right now. Focused on the potentials of World War III that are about to break out right now. So over the night, Ukraine launched a drone assault on <laughs> Moscow, sorry. on the Kremlin. Sorry, you said Ukraine. I'm sorry I laughed. Well, they, they did. I mean, they, they absolutely did. And what mm-hmm. happened is is that the, the video that people are seeing right now of the drone hitting the Kremlin, it actually didn't hit the Kremlin. Um, right. So these are known as R-18 drones, the Aerozevitka drone, R-18. They carry a payload mm. of um, either the RKG-1600 uh, RKG or the RKG-3 grenades. These are basically anti-tank um, grenades. So these things will blow up a tank. Um, right. They carry quite a punch, and they carry about three of them on those drones. And so what people are actually seeing in the vo- footage of the Kremlin there is – that drone actually being blown up and it's being blown up, which is interesting through electronic warfare means. So basically what Russia did is they utilize their, their EW strategy. And so the Mm -hmm. Kremlin is basically surrounded by various different sensors. So when something gets close to like the dome or a window or something like that, these sensors trip off and focus Mm -hmm. a massive electromagnetic pulse towards these drones uh, or towards whatever it might be. So the mm-hmm. reason that they didn't actually drop it from the air, these uh, the RKGs, the reason they didn't right. drop it from the air, which would have been ideal, is because the Kremlin has air defense systems set up. And so anything dropping in at a fast rate of speed would have been detected and immediately shot down or chaff would have been deployed, and it would have been a complete waste. So they were trying to utilize a drone to get as close in as possible because it's low flying and slow flying can come right over the top of the Kremlin. And then they were going to basically just drop the uh, the grenade in there, which would have definitely have taken out that whole upper dome of the Kremlin. But uh, right when it got into close proximity, what happened is is a, a electromagnetic surge was produced that basically overloaded the lithium ion batteries within the drone. And what you actually see is the lithium-ion battery blowing up. That destroyed. But our uh, our government wants our our military to be all electric by twenty thirty. 
That right. that'll work. <laughs> well, it, I, I find it interesting too because they got pretty close to the Kremlin, right? But I don't think the Kremlin was was scurred at all. But this is a massive escalation. Um, and who knows what they're doing, if they were testing the Kremlin defenses, if they were just sending a message to Putin. Um, but this is obviously 100% a Zelensky-Kiev Ukrainian um, operation. Right. doesn't seem to be any U.S. involvement because it did fail. Um, and <laughs> this is going to escalate this war beyond anything you could ever imagine right now. So most likely what we're going to see here is that... Uh, Russia, Medvedev, who is the former president who is second in charge in Russia uh, to Putin, has called for the elimination of Zelensky. We already have some Tu-25 bombers leaving Russia at this moment. Uh, my guess is that they are going to begin a escalation of the bombing of infrastructure within Kiev to take out their government. And you're probably going to okay. see this happen at some point in time. In the right. near future. Yeah. Nice. I do like the idea that it was an electronic system like or electronic defenses, which, I mean, I've, I've tried to say this before, guys. We have, a lot other, we have a lot of other things out there that we have other than just conventional bullets. I mean, you look at the direct energy weapon stuff we have, um, and there's a lot of things out there. But this is interesting to see it's coming out. But... Again, uh, the sad part of it is, is we have to, you know, beat these drums of war to create the distraction while we watch the currency collapse, and this is just part of that narrative. So remember, folks, don't get caught up in the shiny object of Ukraine, 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 when that's just a distraction from the fiat currency collapse. Yeah, exactly. Well, th there's a lot of things happening right now, and we know that escalation of war is one of the methodologies that they're going to utilize to distract people from everything else that's happening within the societal, the cultural, and the political change within this country. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think there's going to be a massive escalation of force here within uh, Ukraine. I think that potentially this could draw NATO in if Kiev is targeted. I think that if Russia goes in there and completely tries to annihilate Zelensky and the Kiev regime, um, mm -hmm. that they're going to have massive backlash from NATO forces. Yeah. Well, this is the problem with all this. I mean, this is – I mean, we're just absolutely just being played uh, from the word go on this whole thing. And well, the only problem is we're going to end up being the victims in the middle of it all. And I am really disappointed in that whole thing. Because we really shouldn't have to play their games, you know, the Game of Thrones stuff they're doing. But, um, hey, did you hear this? Uh, this information came out of California. Uh, they're going to go ahead and send out a $1.5 million down payment to all uh, previous slave descendants in California, which will cost somewhere uh, – they're saying the total bill will be somewhere around $800 billion, but they're going to go ahead and give a down payment now and get the payment started for reparations to California citizens. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, I wonder <laughs> what qualifies them. I wonder how this actually works at that level. I mean, do what do they do? Do they go in there and uh, do a genetic test of these people to determine that their their ancestors were slaves? Did they have to have some verifiable? The form state of is identifying that for them, and oh, uh, this is oh, so half but it's of also Hollywood, just half of Hollywood. <laughs> Right. It's just they're just saying, you know, 
um, there's been over policing, you know, and so we we're, there's also that part too. So this is a part of discrimination. Uh, this is also part of reparations. This is just part of just basically showing you that you're worthless because we can just pick and choose winners and losers to give them large amounts of money on identity politics. And this is just creates a drive between the two parties again, right? Those that think it's worth it and those that think they just want the hand, you know, they want the handout or those that think they shouldn't have the handout. And they're like, well, if you don't want the handout, then you're a racist. <laughs> you see how this is? This is all about division. It's not about the money. It is absolutely just devaluing one race over another and then creating the controversy so we fight with each other and not look at what – what is $1.5 million of fake currency going to be worth here in a minute? But anyway, maybe that's why well, they're willing to do it here well, at the very end. You know end. what it's going to be worth now is $1.5 million, and like I said uh, a few months ago, is I would love to be a Mercedes dealer in California <laughs> during this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of uh, – well, I mean, that's just. I mean, what, what's one point five million? What's a one point five million dollar house in California in some areas? What a twelve hundred square foot house? I mean, it's not like you're you know getting a huge mansion for one point five. I mean, Kansas, you could get well, thousands of acres. If I was these people, and I received one point five million dollars in reparations from California, I would immediately that's the down payment. I would immediately move out of the state of California. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's just a down payment. The one point five million is just a down payment. There's more to come after that. This is just to get the ball rolling. You know, you, so. you gotta wonder. You know, California taxpayers are literally fitting this bill. It, it, you gotta mm-hmm. just imagine that they they can't be too happy upon this. Well, this reparation thing is going to be three times larger than one annual budget for the, the entire state of California. This reparations thing, eight hundred billion, is three times their annual budget well, in the state of California. You, you know what he's doing. You, you know what Newsom's doing, right? By the way, it, it, Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. For anybody out who right. doesn't know that, and uh, he is rumored to be running for president here in twenty twenty four. And so, what he's doing is he's trying to win the black vote by coming out and doing this in California and trying to get the down payments out there as fast as possible for when he announces yep. his campaign for 2024, one of his platform campaigns is going to be reparations for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reparations for all. <laughs> well, dumb. for all they identify Oh yeah, through their means. The, but The checkbox, you know, right? Yeah, th- th- this is the problem with the world that we live in today. Is that we have uh, social, cultural, and political and economic Marxism that has infiltrated and taken over our society. And people, people are perceiving it as these these rich, elite, white liberals who just want to help them. They just want to better their lives. They just want to mm-hmm. give them that handout to, to help them through those hard times. When in actuality, what's happening is that handout is the poison they eat, which destroys generations to come. And this is how Marxism operates. We have what I call modern Western Marxism. Yeah. Everything from the LGBTQ, everything from uh, the, the, the points of racism that we're seeing right now being perpetuated and propagandized by the media and fueled by the media, um, to the basically the systematic destruction of our political and our economic systems. This is being done as Marxist, Marxist tactics. You know, it, it's interesting to talk about Ukraine here as well because – in uh, the beginning of this special military operation that Russia performed, what Zelensky did is he went and immediately seized 
anybody who was a uh, Russian apologist, anybody who had ties to Russia within the government, uh, within elected officials. He went and seized them all and removed them from power, including uh, what is known as the oligarchs. Oligarchs would be like the the elite business owners within Ukraine. And so if they had Mm -hmm. ties to Russia, if they had businesses in Russia, he immediately went and seized them, arrested them, and seized their lands. And this is interesting because he seized their lands and a lot of these people are now missing or gone or died of suicide. Yeah, a lot of them died of suicide. Suicide. And uh, this is basically the the Maoist revolution of going out there and basically eliminating your political descendants and uh, taking a country over from the inside. He also nationalized the media. Right. We have literal Nazis running within their military, operating their military from the inside. Um, And Mm -hmm. then recently you had... um, um, Yulia uh, Tom- Tomashenko, who is like the opposition party leader in Ukraine, and she came out and she was basically ringing the bell on what Zelensky was doing with land reparations. And so basically they took back all these land, all this land from these oligarchs and these corporations that they arrested and killed and eliminated, and they're putting them up for auction. But as wow. they put them up for auction, they're not giving them to the Ukraine citizens, they're selling them to foreign corporations and entities. Oops. Huh. All right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. We're on the eve of destruction. I hope not. (laughs) I I really hope not. You know, it's... um, we talk a lot about these transitional phases of, of society, of, of government, and of economics, right? And right. Uh, th- this is obviously uh, talked about in Strauss and Howe's book, The Fourth Turning. They also did a book, uh, 500 Years of History of the Turning, uh, called Generations. And we've seen this systematically within the last 250 years. I mean, you go from the United States uh, Revolutionary War to the Civil War to World War I, World War II, uh, and mm-hmm. then the current day. We, we can see this trend um, o- occurring. And so if we just take the last world government transition, the, the world power mm-hmm. transition that happened after World War II, we can understand the situation that we're currently in right now. These are always preluded with a economic disaster, which basically brings the whole world into a Great Depression, followed by a world war, which eliminates the majority of the population um, who are suffering from famine and disease. And then there is an ushering in of a golden age of technological development that basically reestablishes this 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 baseline of, of wealth in the world. And you have a new generation of elites that are grown out of that. And we're mm-hmm. at that point right now, but I think that they're they're speeding up the process. They're, you know, if you even go back to 2008 as that as 1929 in the sense of the economic turmoil, um, yeah, we didn't suffer nearly as bad as the people did in the 1930s. But people are suffering pretty bad, and they have suffered pretty bad for the last few decades. Uh, but I think things are going to get a lot worse throughout the the 2020s. I think that we're about to see water wars. We're about to see food wars that there's going to be massive scarcity coming to this planet over the next few years. 
Um, and mm -hmm. I think even with Donald Trump getting into power, we're still going to see a lot of these supply chain crunches because the global elite control certain factors and corporations and, and basically uh, parts of the infrastructure of how this world operates that they can utilize to hurt the people that support people like Donald Trump. And so I think it's going to be a rough ride, but I think we're going to come out on the on the good end of this. What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. And anything we do, I mean, we talk about this, you know, gravity sucks, right? It pulls you to the ground. But if you didn't have gravity pulling on you daily, you wouldn't be anything but a ball of mush, right? But in reality, we have to go through this refreshing of things, but we have to be mindful that this is a time for us to reset, right? We, have, we can be the people that say, you know what? Hey, we saw this coming. We decided we wanted to come out of this completely different. We want to change the power structure to where we, the people, get back to what we you know is our, our strengths. And then we move forward from that. And I think this is a great opportunity for that. But we, I, And I don't want people to get too caught in the quicksand effect where they feel like no matter how much they move, they're sinking even more. Uh, there is a way out of this on the other side. Well, there is a way out of this on the other side. And I think that what we have to do is come together as a community. We have to work together as a community. We have to come together and support support a new system. It, uh, I'll be honest. We need a new system because this system is not broken. The, do you know that, Jim, mm -hmm. that the, the system of government that we have right now is not broken? It was meant right. to work this way. Well, I believe that. Yeah. We, and, I mean, and, we have all these. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. And, and so when I think about what we see here is that the system was built this way, at least for the last hundred years, is that we have to go back to some pre-20th century form of the Republican type of government that we had in this country and reorganize mm -hmm. it back to where the people still hold the power and the, the, the availability of peer review yeah. of checks and balances. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, they've used the, so it's like, uh, remember when everybody got all of, um, uh, upset about the inflate gate with Tom Brady and, you know, winning the Super Bowl because he knew how many pounds the ball could be minimum or maximum. And the thing is, is they just learned how to use the, our system against us and our own fear against us, our own fear system against us, but also the system itself. So we just got to get back to getting, you know, being in charge of our own, our own destiny, our own world. We've, we've allowed for these people to walk in here. Oh yeah, you know it's fine. Just you know, through fear, just keep uh, just keep us in. You know, we'll keep us in control by fear, fear, fear. And if we actually just take back control of that whole system, then we don't have to play that game anymore. I mean, there's so much more to this, right? There is. There's so much more to all of this, and it's in a highly complex situation that's happening globally right now. And that's one mm. of the reasons why I know that we'll be successful in the end is because. This level of complexity cannot, cannot be successful for just one side and not the other. That there are so many moving parts, there are so many power figures that are playing back and forth within this global infrastructure. And the power and the will of the people is just way too strong for any few thousand global elitists to overtake. They're going to try. They're absolutely going to try. Yeah. But they're going to fail. Uh, they're going to fail where basically we will succeed. And so I think that we're going to, in the next 18 months, we'll come to points of vulnerability. I think they're going to try to cancel out the elections of 2024. And I think that the people will rise up and they will remove uh, a lot of the criminality within this country and, and globally. Yeah. Well, and again, that's what we got to find out. We'll find out who the who the guys are willing to take that oath and really stand behind the, the Constitution as opposed to victimizing its own people. I mean, that's really where we got to find out where these guys are at. Um, I was thinking about... 
I've made the comment quite often that the police department themselves really needs to go in and do a self-clean. And the sad part of that is, is nobody really ever goes in and just asks for reform or an intervention or, you know, a detox, right? So uh, somewhere along the line, we're going to have to really, uh, we're going to have to really go in and say, okay, this, th- this is going to be painful. It's going to hurt. We're all going to have to have a little bit of a, a crying time here. But uh, we can we can stand up and make stand up and make the police department more transparent, and give them credibility back that they they need to be able to do their job, and uh, this may be that time where we find ourselves really you know having to ask ourselves which one of these cops is really it, and we may have to be the ones that make that judgment call that says okay you cannot be this kind of person you can't do this you can't do that, and that's again holding our public servants accountable. And too many times I think we've allowed that to be internally uh, monitored through their own systems, but I don't think we actually have a fair system because the prisoners are going to count the do the final count at night. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a good accurate count of how many prisoners are in the in the jail, right? Right, right. And so we good. No, no, no. Good, good. Well, we just got to make sure that we are actually you know pushing back and and making these people really see what it is that we're wanting out of this. Uh, we can't. They, we can't. They can't read our minds. By the way, that's another thing too, guys. I, I know a lot of people are like. Well, you know, I really don't like this. Okay, you told me you don't like this. What is it? What is that you don't like? And what is this? I mean, what about this that you don't like? And the thing is, if you can't articulate it and get out there and say it, even just to someone who's on your own side, how are you going to battle against the evil that wants to take it away from you? And we got to be out there, be vocal, and be able to take over and take on these things and be, you know, we, we can do this differently. We really can. We can be better. Um, but shutting our mouths is never going to be the answer. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And you said that uh, they can't change the way you think. Well, actually, they can. <laughs> that, that's the thing right. is they, they do know what you're thinking, and they can change the way you think, and they can influence it. And that's why we have to be uh, more hypercritical um, than ever before in the sense of the information that we take in and the, the tools that we utilize in the technological landscape of how we fight this silent war that is waging on right now. Because, you know, I'll go back to what I said earlier this week. It's, it's a spiritual war. Absolutely 100% it's a spiritual war and that we have to garner with inside of us all that power of the soul to fight back. And we have to understand that since this is a spiritual war, we have to fight it in a spiritual domain. And so you have to look within inside yourself. You have to call in the full use of all your mental faculties. You have to advance them in their progression in the sense of their advancement. And so I'm running out of time on my rant here, but man, yeah. great show today, Jim. Appreciate yes, it. Uh, you guys, you're going to have Jim joining you here for the next hour. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. You guys see Jim here in just a little bit. Have a good day. Welcome, my son. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price on WYSL. Thank you guys so much for being here. You know, this is a this is a you know a neat time to be alive. I know that me and Josh refer to this as sometimes it's scary, sometimes it's this, and we're exhausted. 
there's a lot of things going on out there, and I know that we can do better because we've always been the answer, right? But here's one of those stories out here that really does tend to make you wonder, you know, where is the justice, right? Where is where is all this coming? Why is it this individual called Hunter Biden has been able to walk around for the last four or five years? And even after the whole Ukrainian uh, Biden, you know, get rid of that prosecutor, I'm not going to give you the billion dollars, that prid pro quo exact example, there's people that still to this day defend that with him as being just part of what you do. That's just what you do. Well, wait, I thought that was what you guys said that Trump had did in, in the Ukrainian phone call. That was never a prid pro quo. By the way, I hate the word prid pro quo. It just drives me crazy. Anyway, um, this article here says federal prosecutors nearing decision whether to charge Hunter Biden with crimes. Well, this is kind of this is kind of goofy to me in a lot of ways because it's like, okay, you guys are you guys are still figuring it out after four years. The U.S. Attorney from Delaware, David Weiss or Weiss West, a Trump appointee, is leading the investigation into Hunter Biden. In 2020, in the Hunter Biden, uh, in 2020, Hunter Biden revealed that he was under investigation by the feds over his taxes. Now, again, I just don't know why we keep circling back to this tax thing with this guy. Of all the things in the world that we need to worry about, I don't think it's his taxes. There's just this is the fact that we're still going to hire the 87,000 IRS tax agents really disturbs me in ways that I, I guys, this that right there should be enough to have everybody in the streets. Okay. The fact that they're going to be citizens that are going to go out there and they're going to apply for this job, go through the background checks, go through the gun training, all this stuff, so they can use a firearm with deadly force to collect taxes. I mean, I, I refer to this, and, and this is exactly what we fought the, the Revolutionary War for. This is what we got rid of from the only global world power at the time, which was the English. We decided to tell them to go stick it over... The exact same thing that this is, but we're lawing this into place as if we don't even know what this is or we don't know how we how we got here. But yet, this is exactly the reason we fought the, the the Revolutionary War. We got away from this because we felt it wasn't necessary to have government agencies that really, honestly, they were armed. I don't know where we all think that was somewhere along the line that we all believe that the government should be armed above the people. That is not what the Second Amendment refers to. I mean, it really doesn't. It, it, you guys, this there was only supposed to be the sheriff, and that was it. There was not supposed to have all these levels of policy officers within our, our daily lives. Cops, the police department, the policy officers at the city level, absolutely is, is a bridge too far for me. And you're like, well, that's going to be lawlessness, Jim. That's going to wear all the... Guys, we have been un- the undermining of what the police department has been uh, has been going, uh, or what the police department should be, has been going on for decades. And this is, I know there's good guys in there. I get it. I'm with you on this thing. I'm, I'm right there with you, begging and pleading that the good guys would stand up and push back against what they know is the corruption inside their own units. But at the same time, I mean, we, we know this has been going on for decades. The, the, they've, <laughs> this is nothing new. And we know that at least the last 20 years, the last 40 years, they started 40 years ago. They started going in and, and creating a police aptitude test that would make sure that the peop- people were applying for the police department were less less than a, a, an IQ of 120. Well, the reason they have less than an IQ of 120 keeps them as a doer, not a free thinker. 
And we know that's been going on for 40 plus years. And in the last 20 years, every single police department in America has, has adapted to this style of police aptitude testing and make sure that these guys are out there. They're going to be the water boys. They're going to go get you the ball. Go get me the ball. I want the ball. Go get me the ball. Go get me, the, go get me some tickets. Go get me some tickets. And so what I'm saying is, is that we've, we know that this is going on, and yet I have a, a, a system where I've got somebody who's investigating Hunter over IRS stuff, over taxes, and I think there's a lot bigger crimes there. And what about Anthony Weiner's laptop? How come we can't have that conversation and continue to have it over and over again? I think it's more important than Hunter's. I think Hunter's is a gateway, but I think the bigger part of it is really the Anthony Weiner laptop. Well, let's go on. The prosecutors are nearing a decision on whether to charge President Biden's son, Hunter, with tax and gun violations. Well, what's that going to be? Okay, so it's a the, the putting down something about his firearm thing, his application. They're gonna that's that's the one they're gonna go after him. That is like that's such the weak. That's like saying that you're gonna take Al Capone down with all these uh, what was it mail fraud stuff that he tried to do, like in the um, the firm with Tom Cruise. We the idea that we're trying to take down this guy with his application for a gun and his taxes. That's what's gonna take this guy down. The guys, this is nothing. That's that's a speeding ticket, and he's not even paying attention to it. Uh, but he is getting beat up in Arkansas over the whole child, uh, the whole you know child payment stuff because he went in and made a fuss instead of just paying the money. Uh, he went in and made a fuss of trying to get it lowered, and now they've gone back and they're reinvestigating him. So that's a thing for him, right? So he just created his own thing, but he doesn't care about this gun vi- violation. And a tax thing, not even a problem for this guy. Hunter Biden's attorneys met at the Justice Department headquarters. Remember, we talked about this already in downtown Washington last week to discuss the case with U.S. Attorney General David Weiss of Delaware, according to the people familiar with the matter. Um, This is uh, the people familiar with the matter said Weiss is nearing the end of his decision making uh, and making uh, progress, although they are uh, uh, they had they offered no specific timeline. Well, what happened to Durham? I mean, I know Durham is still out there. In fact, I have some friends that actually work with Durham, and I know that they're still ongoing. But I I guess we have to go back to the knowledge of knowing that any investigator has to wait until he gets two no's before he can close an investigation. And maybe the problem is, is we all thought the Hillary Clinton stuff, we thought – the old, you know, the Uncle Barry and and all that stuff that would that would go real quick, right? And Barry Obama or Barack Obama, whichever you want to call him, we all kind of thought that would go quick. Maybe this syndicate, maybe this group of people is so um, you know so vast that you really can't get to two nos. And I don't know, maybe we need to modify this and go back and start collecting, you know, start collecting convictions because there's a lot of people that are tired and they know that Durham's been out there for what six years now, five years. Five years investigating the same, you know, individual or individuals. I don't know. I mean, I guess the Hunter Biden laptop has now taken four years to get to where it is. So I guess we have to understand that the Durham case is going to take even longer. But this is kind of one of those deals where I, it worries me. Even though he's a Trump-appointed um, attorney, I, I, I just worries me that we are got ourselves in a bit of a catch twenty-two. That we're saying, well, we're we're waiting for this, waiting for that, waiting for that. Well, this guy walks around. And they're not even charging with the basic crimes that are observational. I mean, we're not talking about stuff that takes investigation. I'm talking about just the observational stuff. Why, why worry about getting all – I mean, 
go with what you got. You know, you got a few crimes here or there. You got you got five, six crimes, ten crimes. Let's go with those crimes. And then we'll work on the other crimes later. I mean, well, those crimes are interconnected, Jim. That's why you can't just do that. Well, my problem with it is, is we have to we have to do something different, right? Um, well, and, and I wanted to go over this article with you guys, too. This is actually for, uh, an article that came out of naturalnews.com, Spy Grid. Now, just talked about what Hunter Biden's been doing, where he's just all over the place. You can see everything he's doing, his business is everywhere. He was in Europe with Dad. Then he's in Arkansas at a custody hearing or a child uh, custody hearing. Not child custody, I guess, child payments uh, um, hearing. And uh, so then we, you know, that's all going on, right? So we don't see the, we don't see any movement of the DOJ, the Department of Justice, not moving forward. But then we have this whole thing, spy grid. More than 10,000 federal employees have access to the NSA surveillance database on Americans. Now, that is actually revealed by an inspector general. Now, you guys don't know what an inspector general is. Uh, Those are actually... They're actually really cool in a lot of ways because you can go to them with complaints about federal and state and local people that are in these elective positions or a public employee, and you can say, well, this so-and-so did this or this so-and-so did that. They're required to look into it and give you responses on certain deadlines. And so the inspector generals that you have across this country, people don't use them the way they should. They really uh, There's a lot more power and the office of the inspector general than we realize. But so this testimony from uh, the office of inspector general, Michael Horowitz casually admitted that more than 10,000 federal employees have access to the national security agency's database for surveilling uh, people. The database contains electronic data on all Americans, including emails, text messages, social media posts, instant messages, direct messages, phone calls, geolocation identifiers, purchasing made by electronic funds, bank records, and any keystone or I'm sorry, any keystroke any American puts into any electronic device for any reason. Now, guys, I have talked about this before, and this is something that we're going to – I'm going to want to go into this a little bit more about this, but there is an entire building, this huge building. It's bigger than any mall you've ever seen in Salt Lake City where they actually do this exact thing, where it says that uh, they are tracking your purchases made with electronic funds – bank records and any keystroke any american puts into any electronic device for any reason that is the absolute facts uh we did that with the patriot act we were doing it before that but the patriot act just allowed allowed them just to give us the middle finger and say listen we're going to do whatever we want how we want so you guys have a good day and that's really the scary part of this whole thing is that we are in a situation where our government now literally doesn't care at all. I mean, they've got all the reasons in the world to destroy us, all the reasons to go in and spy on us, all the reasons to control our money. Uh, we, we go around seizing bank money across the globe just because we're America. And uh, that's that's a real thing. That's one of the things that has scared a lot of, of foreign money out of actually American banks holding American currency is because, you know, the potato in chief or pedo in chief has actually gone in there and done these kind of things where they've gone in and and seized American money. Well, I guess that's the leverage the Fed Reserve has is that any American money in any banks across the globe, whether it be cash or in ones and zeros, um, they actually can go in and say, nope, that's ours. Uh, freeze that. That, that. that belongs to us. Or we're going to hold that. And that's a real thing. 
So we'll talk about more of this about this spying on you when we get back here at this commercial break. I'm Jim Price, the Dr. Light Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here on your extended lunch hour, WYSL. Oh, I feel like somebody, just somebody is looking over my shoulder, and it's not uh, not my significant other, somebody that I really don't think should be bothered with it, but yeah, that's what they're doing. Now, this is a this is a, a real thing, guys. This I, I've tried to talk about this. I had a guy on my show... A uh, guy's name is Trip, and he is a trip to talk to. He's a huge, huge computer guy, and told me all about this stuff that they can actually go in. Now, guys, let me let me tell you about this. This is not this is not victimhood stuff. This is me telling you if you drink water, it will go into your cells and help flush out your cells from the neuro, you know, the the uh, the not the neurotoxins, the the, the waste out of your cells and eliminate it into your blood. And then your blood puts it into your kidneys and your kidneys eliminate it. Right now, that's information. That's not victimhood. Right? That's hey, drink water, gets rid of pollutants in your body. You you feel better. 
this whole idea of this thing when I got involved in this, Trip came out. Trip came to me and was talking to me about this stuff, and he, I, I kind of just I'm not even really sure how we really met with each other. We uh, he came across some nice stuff or whatever, and we got he came on the radio show. This was back in early 2019. And I had him on several times, only because I just felt like it was necessary. But he says that Google or Alphabet or whoever, Alphabet Corporation or whatever you want to think, whoever the mothership is on all this information, you want to think that, well, they're just collecting data and then the algorithm, the math problem, just spits things back out to you according to you. But there are controls in there. No different like – you could change your settings on your iPhone or on your text messages to be dark mode or light mode. You could change the screen intensity. You could change the size of the letters. You can do it whether it rotates the screen, whether you tilt the phone one way or that, right? Those are all options. Those are little selections that you get to do. You can make it to where every time you touch the key on the phone pad that it makes a vibration so you have that you know feedback. These are all selections you can do. They, this is also the same thing they can do to you. You as an individual have an actual egg. I call it the egg of you. All of you's inside this egg. And inside of there, there's all these decisions, you know, uh, you know, and, and so me, you know, I like Ford trucks. I'm a big Ford guy. I've been a Ford guy. That's who I am. Chiefs fan since the eighties, even back when we used to lose all the time and one and done go into the playoffs, lose the first game. We did that for decades. which was just amazing. Um, and, you know, so the Jim Price out there, right? That guy. But and there's all these other things that attach to it—good things, bad things. They all get sucked in there. But there is a selection in there where they decide that they want to make you look bad. They want you to destroy you. The whole shadow banning, the blacklisting, the you know throttling. I called it throttling back when I got when I actually had my first violation on Facebook and all that stuff when YouTube was doing all this quote-unquote community violations, which nobody knew about it, but I didn't know who to talk to about it because nobody was experiencing it yet. But I was getting these dings like, you know, community violations on YouTube, community violations on YouTube, uh, trademark this, trademark that. Well, anyway, they can go in there and suddenly make a negative image of you. So everything that you do, let's say – you know, like I told you guys the other day, I think I told you guys, it's like, you know, I, I don't have a problem with cats. I don't have, I'm not a cat enemy. I just don't like the fact that when I there's a cat around me, my eyes itch and my nose gets stuffy. Well, I have a histamine problem to cats. It's not the cat. It's just that whatever their dander is or whatever, you know, it bothers me, right? But But the problem with that is, is that the way that they can change the image of you online, every post you make, every little comment you make, they can do things with color that you can't even see. Like you think your your stuff is black and white, right? My I'm, my digits are black and the background is white. That's what the text message looks like. That's what the message, that's what the post, that's what the comment looks like. The sad part of it is we don't even understand that they know how to manipulate colors that we can't see to affect emotional parts of our brain that will cause it to read. If Jim Price quotes, I like cats, no matter what you read, you're going to see Jim hates cats. And even though you read it, Jim likes cats, your brain perceives it as Jim hates cats. And that can be done through your electronic devices. That's why there's people out there that tr- truly believe that, that Trump is like Satan walking around on cloven hooves and, and a bifurcated tail and horns and a pitchfork. There's people that really buy into that because that's what they really see, because that's what they're really being fed. 
And if you guys can understand that this kind of manipulation is going on down to you, to you as an individual, you, and I'm not talking about the the pastor of a church, I'm not talking about the, the city councilman, I'm not talking about your governor, I'm not talking about, I'm talking clear down to the very individual of you, your Google profile, your Facebook profile, your Instagram profile, your Twitter profile, all these things are crammed in the same little egg of you. And this here is kind of this whole idea. I want you guys to listen to what this this says. This is testimony, okay? This is what was said out loud in, in a congressional hearing. The database contains the electronic data of all Americans, all Americans, including emails, text messages of all Americans, social media posts of all Americans, instant messages of all Americans, Direct messages, phone calls, geolocation identifiers, identifiers, meaning that wherever your phone moves, they track that. There's a little spaghetti line of you all over your little bedroom and your kitchen and your ki- in your garage and out to your car and then down to the Starbucks and back and then back to the Starbucks and back and your work. And that's all that little spaghetti line. That's all on there. That all exists. That's what they mean by geolocation identifiers. Purchases made with what? Credit cards, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, banking records. Well, then those two are connected as well. All the banking records, every dollar you ever put in there, every dollar you take out. If you have too many dollars that they can't find out, they don't know where it came from, well, then you're a problem. You're a drug dealer. And any keystroke any American person puts into any electronic device for any reason. I said any, 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 wherever you want to say it, all Americans and any. Think that, think about that. That's that's really it. So, if the United States still had a working government, all the this would stop immediately, and the NSA database destroyed. Instead, this surveillance state only continues to grow with each passing day, and nobody on either side of the aisle seems to be taking this breach of the Constitution seriously. All this first started going back, uh, coming to light back in 2018, when it was revealed through some agencies' own documents that both the FBI and the DOJ. Contractors have performed more than 1,000 illegal searches using the NSA database. Most of these queries targeted Republican primary candidates between November 2015 and May of 2016. So the problem with this is they've told us. But what was your reaction to this? 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 22, 20. Oh, we're 2023 now. They were telling us about this back in 2016. They were telling us about this in 2018. They've told us about this in 2020. We're in 2023. We're going to have this conversation again, but what are we doing with it? Here's even, here's, verifies what I told you guys about Salt Lake City. Uh, where all these electronic databases being stored, you wonder. Well, we, uh, last we checked, the NSA's main spying facility is located in Camp Williams near Bluffdale, Utah, between Utah Lake and the Great Salt Lake. It was constructed in 2014 and cost $1.5 billion. Well, there you go. I told you there's a scrape deck facility that does all this in Utah, uh, in Salt Lake City, and there you go. This is this article is going through and talking about this, but this is this is where that FISA warrant stuff comes in. This is where all this is at. So, guys, when you think you can somehow escape, you know, all this stuff and get away from whatever, it's like, oh no, I don't, I, I you know, I, I, I. I use encryption. I got a you know VPN. You don't know who I am. I'm I'm ninja out there. Well, the sad part of it is, is are we really ninja? And the answer is, we're really not. We absolutely 
we absolutely are exposed, and we should be trying to find protection for ourselves. What about all the terrorists and the drug dealers? They are a pimple on a rhino's butt compared to the problem of them going clear down into your individual devices to be able to watch you every single day of every single minute of your life. Think about that. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up here at WYSL. The one last half hour with your host, Jim Price. We'll be right back after these messages. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Hey, that's me, isn't it? Hey, guys, what's going on? I'm Jim Price, your host here on the Dark Delight Show. Appreciate you guys hanging around. It's uh, it's, it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, that extended uh, day with Jim, uh, that that extra hour you get. All right, Bob, still got feedback. Um, one, I wanted to come out with this article here, okay? And I, I know we just went down the whole thing with the NSA spy grid thing. Uh, I don't know if I really want to talk about that much more. There was some other stuff in here that was really kind of – you know, it, you really, it, it's just a bad deal, right? So uh, where's the so-called representatives of we the people, truly cons- uh, truly constitutional? They would shut all this down immediately. Well, they're not there. Oh, here's what I wanted to read to you. This is, this is the scary part, folks, okay? Th- it was the DOJ's own reporting, okay, the Department of Justice own reporting to the FISA court that brought all this to light, okay? They, the DOJ said, oh, this is what we've been doing. The exact number of illegal search queries was redacted in the report. Oh, well, meaning my government's not going to be honest with me about what my government's been doing? Well, yeah. Uh, But the size of the redacted uh, text show four digits, which means it's anywhere from 1,000 to 999,000 batting queries. So somewhere between 1,000 and 10,000. Yeah, that's kind of where we're going to leave it. We're not going to tell you how many we really, really, really did. And that's your government. Your government's like holding out on you. Like that's not good. And uh, they're doing this. And remember, guys, when they do a FISA search, FISA warrant, okay? Let's say like let's talk about the uh, Donald Trump one. When they did FISA, the FISA Donald Trump warrant saying, hey, we can go in and, and spy on Donald Trump. They gave them the authorization to spy on him. The protocol with that is two people removed. So everybody that Donald Trump talked to and everybody they talked to and so everybody that Trump talked to, and then everybody they talked to, and then everybody they talked to. So Trump, okay, who he talked to, all those people, and then all those people talked to, and then all those people talked to. So do you see how big these circles can get? By the way, just 10,000, I wonder what the 10,000 searches by doing a twice-removed portion of that basically doesn't just cover every single human being in America. I mean, seriously, think about it. 10,000 10,000 people and twice removed from that? I mean, that's got to be a huge number. I don't know. I'll have to add do the, I'll have to do the, the numbers on it later. But let's, let's move on. Uh, hey, by the way, there's a, a great announcement. Um, okay, uh, the DHS is going to build a security fence. Woo-hoo! What did I say? The, security, what, the Department of Defense? No, no, no. Sorry, the DHS. Department of Homeland Security, uh, they issued, uh, they awarded a contract for $456,548 to Turnstone Holdings, LLC. This is, a, this is great, guys. We're getting a fence. This is for the purchase and installation of security fencing at 32 Fairview, Rehoboth, uh, Delaware. Wait, that doesn't sound like the southern border, does it? That sounds kind of like, oh, the pedo in chief's office where he keeps all of his secret documents right next to his 
Corvette. Oh, wait, that's called a garage. But that's the same address that uh, Hunter Biden used to say he was going to get a gun. But he was paying, was it $40,000 a month in rent or $50,000 a month in rent? But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get your hopes up that we were actually going to build a fence uh, in the right place. I thought maybe we're going to finish the wall because it only takes a little bit to finish that wall. We wouldn't have any of these quote-unquote needs for military on the southern border. By the way, we are sending 1,500 down there, which means if you really break that down into three shifts, it's probably only about 300 people uh, actually on the border. That's about it. And probably most of those people are going to be used for administrative and processing, not actually for border security. They're not sending them down there to secure the border, folks. Don't get that. Go, go, go. No, 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 no. Don't get confused. Don't get confused. Well, anyway, uh, this is, this is you know, a great Joe. The southern border – this is an article out of New York Post, by the way. New York Post put this out. Uh, the southern border with Mexico is seeing the highest levels of illegal border crossings in 35 years. But the Department of Homeland Security has found one at, um, one access point it can shore up. Uh, $455,000 uh, construction bid went out to make sure. And amount, Now, this guy, this uh, pedo in chief we're talking about here, this guy, uh, he's, been, he's been the uh, El Presidente of this uh, banana republic, you know, the emperor has no clothes. He's been doing this for a couple of years, hasn't he? And we're just now getting around to securing the facility around his home. This is uh, this sounds very not normal. Oh, anyway, the contract st- uh, started September 21 and expected to end December 31st. Construction of the fence is expected to end by that date. The DHS uh, is listed as the main awarding and funding office for the contract, uh, while the Secret Service is listed as a sub-agency. Well, that was great. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, the construction of the private uh, private security fence comes in, in a chaotic first year of Biden's presidency. That's not the first year. How is it the first year? This is not him. This is not the first year. That would be the second year. And this is, or the, yeah, this would be the second year. When was it? It was wait. This is wait. It was said it was awarded. Uh, the contract started December twenty first. Why is this article so old? Am I missing something? Oh yeah, it's from last year. But this is just now coming back around. Why are we just now hearing about this? This is absolutely ridiculous that we have to add here. But the, the guys, listen. They spent a half a million dollars on this dude's house. He doesn't even know where he's at. Well, and who's going to try to? Hey, but oh, wait, wait. Let me ask. Wait, wait, wait. I said, who's going to try to kill this guy? How is this? How is it that George Soros and Hillary Clinton and Barry and all these other people just walk around wildly without any security, without having to worry about any stuff, any of this stuff? What? What? Okay, if we're such a threat, if the conservative movement and the white males and the FBI, uh, the FBI target of investigations because we're so out of control, then why aren't we hearing about this more often? Where there's attempts. On Hillary Clinton's life. There's attempts on bills. There's attempts on Barry. Why? Oh, but there's always attempts on Republicans that we don't hear about the Democrats. Why? We did hear about in 2018, guys. This is one of those, this is one of those secret things that we still, and I'm bouncing around here a little bit. Work with me. In 2018, do you guys remember when we were going to lose the House because we had control of the Senate and the House the first 18 months of Trump's presidency or two years of his presidency? We had control of the House and Senate. Did nothing with it. Thank you. 
Then the Democrats are going in this election talking about the new blue wave, oh, the blue wave. And then there was this bomber who was sending out pipe bombs to Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and George Soros and the DNC office and all this other stuff, right? CNN. And then they went and found this band with all these Trump stickers all over the backside of it, all over the windows and on the metal and on the rubber and on the bumper and all this other stuff. And they did this whole big parade of a tr- uh, an FBI agent trying to hold a blue tarp over the top of the van so you couldn't see all the Trump stickers. I have yet to be able to find the individual who was charged in that case, any trial dates, any type of release, any type of processing, any type of holding. That individual back in 2018 who was sending out pipe bombs to everybody, whatever happened to that person? Whatever happened to that story? And the, the, I, you know, there's federal agents I talk to, I uh, talk to marshals and stuff, and I say, hey, listen, can you look this up? They're like, dude, there's nobody there. That case doesn't exist. So that was a whole other red flag thing that we had a quote-unquote you know, mystery bomber going out there after Democrats. But you never hear about Democrats having their lives threatened. Even during January 6th when AOC said she had to hide in the girls' room because the Democrats were coming to get her. But yet she was in a complete different building across the street. And yet she was talking about how she had to hide in the bathroom because they were coming to get her. And she was doing the snot bubble you know, thing. Oh, I'm so scared. She did all that stuff, that virtue signaling where it says that she was going to be threatened or killed by the Republicans. Yet the only violence that we have actually seen is where the police have hit the people that showed up. And I don't like to really call them protesters because they're not protesting anything. They're just standing up for what belongs to them. And just like uh, I wanted to mention something when uh, um, Josh was talking earlier about the Kremlin being bombed by these drones guys the january 6th the whole insurrection thing i've designed built and trained the military for the exact security systems in that building and you're not getting in that building no different than a drone's not going to hit the kremlin uh there's just too many defensive systems there's too many things out there that we do for our security that is nobody's getting in anywhere nobody's doing anything to anybody uh so anyway just going down that path but it's all so dirty. It's also interrelated. We have to think about why we're getting this point where we all feel a little frustrated, like we all feel a little bit inside. When we know people like AOC can talk about how we're all going to die because the Republicans are out of control, but yet you don't hear about Democrats having their life threatened. But what did you hear Madonna do a couple years ago about the Supreme Court justices? You know, I never am, or no, it was uh, Donald Trump where she was going to kill him. You know, she wanted to blow up the White House. You know, but that was okay. That's not an issue. But then we've got people like uh, the Sandman kid who sat out there while some fake Indian guy beat a drum in his face, and they want to say that this kid was smirking and was being uh, causing chaos and, and disrupting and all this other stuff when the uh, actual footage showed that this individual came up and confronted this young man. Uh, this, is, this is where we see that none of this adds up, right? It's okay for them to antagonize. It's okay for them to, to strike people. It's okay for them to shoot people. It's okay for them to kill people. But the Democrats really aren't the victims in any of these, these fights. They're really not the victims in any of this. Why is it that we keep seeing that the Republicans are the ones that are always under attack, under the death threats, but then the Democrats keep coming out talking about how they're always being threatened but never threatened. They never. When do when do you hear about that? When do you hear about them being threatened? And what do we need this fence for? All right, guys. We do have commercial break. Commercial break coming up. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Well, yeah, bringing the bombs down. That's what we're doing here. Well, we got this article here, and this is kind of a moving target. And, I, and I'm going to go with, let's read the title first. Liar Anthony Blinken cannot validate reports Ukraine attempt to hit Kremlin with drones. Uh, this is a, this is a, an overnight. The Russian uh, MP says uh, time to launch missile attack on Zelensky's residence. Well, I'm going to let you know right now. This is kind of getting to be uh, he said he he said she said she, she, blah, 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 whoever's going to whisper and talk the loudest. Right? Uh, let's see here. Let's go down. I wanted I wanted to do this quote here. Um, and this is kind of a scary thing. Uh, the, this is this whole thing is talking about how Blinken was testifying about the 51 gov- governmental intel leaders who signed the Hunter Biden laptop as being Russian disinformation. Well, the sad part of this is is that uh, I've seen the reports. I can't validate them. We simply don't know. Blinken says at an event in Washington, I would take uh, anything coming out of the Kremlin with a very large uh, shaker of salt. My problem with it is if Zelensky is saying, hey, I didn't do it which I probably believe because he's just a puppet. He doesn't have a military that he's actually running. We know that this is whole this whole thing is about our dark forces in there doing things with the Gazarian Mafia. We know this whole thing is about America trying to cover its butt and one of its most embarrassing places on earth where we have all this 
manipulation of the genes of animals and human beings, the splicing of things, the bio labs that we have there. And I know Taiwan is going to end up becoming a big, big part of this going into the future. Now, Zelensky is saying, I, 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 don't, I, I don't do this. This is not mine. This is not – these are not my drones. You know, these are not my thing. I, I think that was close enough to his Russian accent. By the way, he does speak Russian. <laughs> I don't. I love us. I don't speak Russian. I speak Ukrainian or whatever. Ninety-five percent of everybody there speaks Russian. The, the the idea that probably he didn't send it. Well, I would go with that. Okay, I, I would probably believe this guy in this situation because he doesn't have the technology. He doesn't have the ability to fly something from Ukraine all the way to I don't know the Kremlin. I mean, just think about it. This this guy is supposedly. You know, doing everything he can to fight back the Russians. But he's going to send this little drone with this little grenade. I mean, yeah, it's a tank buster. But it, we're not talking about a Moab here, mother of all bombs. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. M-O-A-B, Moab, mother of all bombs. No, we're not doing that. We're going to send a drone with a grenade that just, you know, hurts big tanks. That's it? You're sending that in to the Kremlin? That's what you're going to go and send in there? Now, to me... It's a, probably a couple of different things. It could be, it could be just their own people, their own Russian people who decided they've had enough and they want to, you know, a different change in in Putin, which is possible. I mean, everybody, you know, some people don't like Putin, just like uh, you know, Uncle Uncle Joe. He he doesn't like him. He he says he's a bad guy, and uh, and Putin says he's a bad guy, and so uh, they're both saying they're bad guys, but then. If uh, if that if if the establishment the deep state is up against Putin, then I believe Putin is my friend. I kind of you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, could be Putin doesn't have some fans there in his own country, but it's probably going to be more likely that we're going to find out that the ownership of these drones is through a third-party company and it's a shell company out of nowhere and this other company out of nowhere and out of this country out of nowhere. These planes will be registered and they won't be able to really tie it back directly to our government. They're going to tie it right back to our government. You guys are going to find out that it's going to be us. It's going to be you and I, our tax dollars, flying drones, trying to get to the Kremlin, and we look like a bunch of just ding-dongs out there. Oh, I'm going to fly a drone at the Kremlin. Beer, 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 beer. That, that's, that's nonsensical. But I do have to believe Zinsky a little bit here that he doesn't know. But the idea that Blinken is still out there doing all this uh, <clears throat> hobnobbing and all these things, he's not really that afraid of him being persecuted or prosecuted – Depending on which, I guess it depends on which side of the aisle you are from the establishment. Whether you are persecuted or prosecuted uh, depends on their enemy, right? And most of the time, nowadays, guys, we're seeing the persecution going on. Uh, anyway, all right. So it says uh, local and regional authorities in Russia have reported a series of drone strikes in recent months. Some have landed close to Ukrainian's border with Russia, uh, but at least one has hit south of Moscow. Ukraine has not acknowledged responsibility for any of the incidents. Moscow is around 280 miles northeast of Ukraine's border at its closest point. So depending on where they launched us from, because I thought that uh, Russia had most of the northern part of Ukraine already taken in already, and so... That you're talking about a drone that's going to have a capacity to be able to fly what five six hundred miles and and it goes in there low and slow right slides it in there and then drops the boop 
Uh, but then there was an electronic system that kind of just to screw that whole thing up. Guys, this is this is where you got to slow the story down and see that this is your own government. I mean, they are in here messing with us, and uh, they really shouldn't. You know, they really should not be in here doing it. We should not be in there doing it. We should not be doing it. But I think we're going to get caught with our pants down, just like the Nord Stream uh, gas, uh, natural gas pipeline that we blew up that was Russia's. And just like we're going to find out that the Ukrainian war was not – we weren't fight, uh, Russia wasn't fighting Ukraine. They were fighting the Gazarian Mafia. Guys, you've got to go watch, go watch the whole uh, Stone movie that you know, Oliver Stone put together. It was Burning Ukraine. You guys want to catch up on the Ukraine story and why it is I'm so confident that we really are going to end up being the dirtbags out of this whole thing? Go watch that. I'm not. I'm not an Oliver Stone fan. I mean, I really, really not a. I mean, I don't really seek out anything he did. And he even tried to make it. He tried to spin this one. He tried to polish the turd a little bit, and I think he just got poop all over him. But uh, you can't put lipstick on a pig. It doesn't change anything. It's just a lipstick pig, right? Uh, the, anyway, Roger uh, Roger Stone. Uh, Oliver Stone did this. I think it's called Burning Ukraine, and it's worth watching. Because it gives you so much of the background. Guys, we haven't been in Ukraine for a, like a year or two. That's not how long we've been there. We have been there for decades. Oh, yeah. As soon as the Kremlin fell uh, in the 80s, late 80s there, th- we were in Ukraine in a second. We put our, our claws into them, and we have been in there infiltrating, subverting, overthrowing their government, messing with their elections. Remember CrowdStrike, remember Burisma, remember all these different names that have to do with election integrity issues, Dominion, all these different voting boxes, stuff. Guys, we tried it out in Ukraine, we tried it out in in Venezuela, we're trying it out in other countries around the world. And there are some countries we've absolutely been kicked out of that they will not allow us to participate in their elections because they know that we manipulate them. But go watch that, and you'll find out that there's a lot more that we have done that we should absolutely be embarrassed of. But this is this is where we're at. Um, there's a there's a lot of things about this. I don't like the fact that that we are being this instrumental in the overthrow or manipulation of governments or the power in our in our world. That's why people are going and joining up with the BRICS thing. That whole you know the currency exchange that China and India and Russia are all doing, including. Iran and Germany and all these other countries are getting involved. Guys, this is we, – we, we went too far. We did. We went too far. And if we pull back, if we pull back and we do this differently, then I think it would be great. I think we can actually go and do some amazing things and put our reputation back. But I think we have to get back to the people being represented first. We the people. You're always the answer. Remember, the Constitution only limits the federal government. Never, ever limits you. You are the power. All political power is inherent in the people, and all free governments are found on their authority. Guys, thank you so much for sticking around the Tark Delight Show here the second hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm your host, Jim Price. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>